This is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Oh, hi. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Who are you motherfuckers calling a ho? <laughs> <laughs> Someone did, they get, didn't get the memo. Uh, yeah, so what? Okay, listeners. These two dudes had the balls to show up in Santa hats, and they didn't tell me that I should have a Santa hat, too. That's just rude. It's just mean. It's I mean, I made, it perfectly, I made it perfectly clear that I was in a festive mood <laughs> <laughs> with my Instagram story. In my defense, mine was a last-minute edition. Yeah, you saw Matt, probably, and said, oh, no, I have one, too. Let's not tell Matt. Sailor. This was totally coincidental. So I'm the only one without any tingle in my jingle thanks a lot sorry <laughs> hey i see you've got some nice little uh, snowflakes hanging up i do and wall. i have a little you see That's my little tiny it. christmas tree oh, the little there? tree there yeah uh-huh <laughs> little yeah. charlie brown tree back there nice That's my tr- I like it. <laughs> below that beautiful icons of whiskey framed yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> yes oh but stop um so how are you guys doing tonight how is everybody doing good i've been looking yeah. forward to this me too this is going to be fun. Too. This yeah. is going to be yes. fun. So it's I'm um, a giving mood. We got Christmas, what, two days away. It's uh, freezing here. We have shit tons of snow already. It doesn't bode well for the rest of the winter. How about you, Ed? Here, it's just cold. We don't oh. need snow. It's just cold. It's like 30 degrees. Matt, nobody wants to hear from you about your weather, so just keep it to yourself. Yeah. It, it is funny, yeah. though, that when it does, when there is a cold front up north, it does get cooler down here. But cooler being like upper fifties, lower sixties. Yeah, so, shut up. I see Jenny, Jenny like, oh, it's so cold. Like, you ever shit about it? Why I know I've said this Jersey before. two years ago. <laughs> I know I've said this before, but it's funny how your body assimilates to it. Well, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's I'm really sure. True. It is. We're in Jer- really Jersey. Bad. If it was sixty in December, I'd be wearing shorts. Oh yeah, here, for like sure. Down here, I'm bundling up. Yeah. Yeah, you put on the Will Smith. You put your top down. Summer, yeah. summertime. <laughs> Like that false start in March where you get that like two days of spring. And uh, there was a show called My Boys was one of my favorite shows. And it was set in Chicago. And they did a really hilarious episode about that like false start. It was like March or April where it was like a couple of days of warm weather. And half of them are just like, yeah, man, it's warm. Winter's over. And the other ones are like, don't do it. Like one of them bought it. (laughs) A ragtop jeep the other one got engaged and like did all this ridiculous shit in the heat of the moment because it was nice out they're like wearing flip-flops so it's absolutely and then it started snowing like three days later it's of course day. yeah of course yeah ruin it for everybody yep yep, yep. oh so um what do we got in the news actually i was thinking about that the other day we we did lose um a historic figure in music sadly uh, we lost Charlie Pride, mm-hmm. who was a pioneer in country music. Um, the first, uh, gosh, he was, I, I don't want to get any of the firsts incorrectly, so I'm, I'm just going to make a summation, but he was one of the first to be, to, how do you say this, to be set on a stage where he was um, recognized for things that obviously music, other musicians of color should have been recognized for a long time ago, but he was an, he was a, a really groundbreaking um, figure in country music, and um, sadly, he died of complications of COVID nineteen um, shortly after appearing at the CMT Awards, um, where they weren't wearing masks and there was an audience. 
He got a Lifetime Achievement Award. It's fucked up, man. It's just really fucked up. Ay, ay, ay. So we'll uh, have a dram here for Charlie Pride. Rest in peace, Charlie. He was amazing. I actually saw him. Funny. In the, God, it must have been the early 80s. My dad was a Ginsu knife guy. And so he toured yeah. around. Go to <laughs> all the uh, county fairs. And- yeah, and county fairs. Yep. And it was at a county fair in um, the Catskills in New York, uh, Hunter Mountain. And uh, my brother and I got sent to go visit him for the summer. And so we would just run wild around these festivals and county fairs, which was super awesome as a kid, but totally oh, yeah. irresponsible as a parent. Oh, yeah. When you're a kid, that, that would have been great. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He would give us 20 bucks and just be like, go. And of course, like my dad knew everyone in all the booths, so they would give us free stuff. And so um, I remember specifically Charlie Pride was playing. I'm assuming he was headlining. My brother, he had taken his $20 or $17 and I told him, don't do it. But he got a sword, bought himself a a play (laughs) sword, right? So he had it around his waist and he's like walking up and down the aisle of the concert, like brandishing his sword, like pulling it out of the sheath. Ha! and my dad and found out and i got in trouble because i was supposed to be watching him i'm guessing you probably got one of those square mirrors with metallic on it or something like that That was later this was too early i was really young. <laughs> okay. this was like when i was 10 i did have all of those are you kidding me my whole <laughs> had a whole wall full of those <laughs> this was more like the big paper flowers age you know remember those oh, okay those giant paper flowers yeah 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 who knows? I don't know. Anyway, that's my story about Charlie Pride. Yeah, I just remember all like the uh, when I was a little kid, the the mirrors with all the bands like Pink Floyd mm-hmm. and Led Zeppelin, all that, and Ozzy all like the, the black light posters and yep. stuff like that. Oh yeah, I had the black light posters. I had the big um, the lion blanket. <laughs> you had to have that oh, if you were metalhead on your on your waterbed and the mirrors. <laughs> oh yeah, I had it all. <laughs> All right, so Matt, you want to talk about what we're doing tonight? Because it was your fabulous idea. Mm-hmm. I do. So, for those of us have, that, have, for those of you, I should say that have been listening since the beginning, this is our third annual holiday episode. Hard to believe it's been three number three holiday seasons already. But uh, isn't it supposed to be four technically? It's supposed to be four, but. <laughs> Because we, we've spent it, four Christmases together. Well, almost it, sh- it should have been four, but we drank <laughs> through the first one. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so you know, we've done as you guys have heard the run of the mill sort of you know, favorite Christmas movies, favorite Christmas songs, Christmas albums. So, we were looking to do something a little bit different, uh, this year. So you know, if you were in the workplace, I'm sure you work with a lot of people, you probably do a Secret Santa. So I figured, why not do a Secret Santa metal rock and whiskey style? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we did. Very smart. Yes. Yep. Yes. Believe it or not, there are artists that we all love individually and albums we all cherish individually that the other might not have ever heard, believe it or not. What happens? Uh, it happens. So that is what, especially me being from a different, you know, not, I won't say generation, but different face musical. of Matt. It's a different generation. <laughs> it's, it's a different generation. Thank okay. You. It's a different generation. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't think 10 years was a, was a generation, but I guess in music it is right. Yes. So in a lot of things it is. Yeah, it's true. Um, so we decided to, sort of draw names out of a hat and do a little secret Santa thing where we all choose an album and give it to that person who has not heard it yet. And they are going to critique that album, that gifted album tonight. All right. (laughs) I'm well, I was a little worried. I'll tell you, I'll be completely honest. Um, because I knew Matt was going to give me something new to listen to new meaning, <clears throat> We've talked about this on the show a few times, but I really don't keep up with new music anymore, especially especially in metal. I, and I, I'm not saying that to be like an old fart, but 
It's interesting because I read a few articles on why you think the music from your time period is the best. And it's an, it's actually a thing, not that it's the best, but that you feel it is. Um, so it's kind of like loving your mom's cooking, you know, like you, you, if your mom is a great cook, it's, it's, it's all these connected to memories and um, of childhood and evokes all these feelings and all of that. So it's like, a, it's a real thing. Um so I was a little worried. I thought he's going to send me something new and I'm not going to like it. And then I'm going to feel really bad because I know he's excited for me to listen to it. Um, and then I then I was like, I bet Ed is going to send something that we should know and we don't. Or because I didn't know who was going to get whom at the time. But um, it turned out for me, I don't know about you guys, but it turned out to be really interesting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. It was a great idea. As long as you're not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> when I completely Wait, this supposed to be like a white elephant hand. gift exchange? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. We totally could have done that. Huh? <laughs> you're I don't want this fucking thing. You take it. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Um, yeah. Before we get into our secret Santa, though, uh, Let's talk about what is in our glass, shall we? We shall. So, you know, this probably, well, this will be our most likely, I'm not going to make any promises, but our last release show of the calendar year of 2020 as we close the book on this uh, terrible year and look forward terrible. to a better year next year. Terrible, putting it mildly. Um <laughs> look forward to a much better year next year, hopefully. Um, so I'm drinking new riff because I want to put a new riff on a new year. So like that's why. Yes, we need it. Very we need it. Oh yeah, we so, do. 2020 yeah. can go fuck itself with a, with a rusty razor blade on fire. Yes. So uh, this is the regular Kentucky straights bottle and bonds, non-chill filtered, about four and a half years old, 40 bucks. It's, it's one of my new favorite, if my, not my new favorite whiskey bourbon, I should say um, that I sell a ton of to people who are looking for something new. So it's, if you can find new riff buy it, cause it's worth it. I've had a bottle of that and I went through it. <laughs> Good stuff. I love those guys. They're, they're, they're just, I was I was there when the distillery was being built, and um, I had the pleasure of um, of doing an event in the distillery before their whiskey was released. And man, the the facility is like it's like a bartender's dream. I mean, every single thing was thought of. It's just gorgeous, and I knew their whiskey was going to be amazing. So that's a really awesome awesome pick, Matt. Very cool. Yeah, and our total wine just got our first barrel pick single barrel from them oh and really it is just to die for absolutely to die for loads of cherry anise black tea mm. like it hey, is hook, um, up, hook it, up your girl here it is Hello. an um, amazingly complex <laughs> single barrel and bravo to um total wine for that barrel because that's freaking extraordinary i will hook you up don't worry okay good i need yeah. one nice. ed what are you drinking tonight well, I am drinking something. I wanted it to be something that I love and also be something that had looked a little bit festive. And I just have the perfect bottle here. have my uh, Heaven Hill six year. It's got like a, a green and red label there. It looks very kind of uh, Christmas season-ish. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, just a good everyday bourbon that I would keep on hand all the time if I could. But unfortunately, um, in Illinois, this is hard to come by. In fact, you can't get it in Illinois or any other state besides Kentucky. Wow. I should say. So Kentucky only. So as you can see, I am almost out getting down there. So have to make another trip to Kentucky before good too long. Good quality stuff. That's for sure. Yep. Is, that a, is that a bib, that one? No, right? Yes, it is. It oh, is actually, sorry. no, I, I am sorry. Okay. This is not the, the white label. The white label would be the bottle in box, mm -hmm. the okay. green label, yeah. which gotcha. is uh, just six year. Mm -hmm. And one of the few 
uh, bourbons still left at a good price point that do have an age statement. Not too many of those around anymore. And I think that's the, going to be the new way of things, I feel. Yeah. I don't really give a shit, to be honest. I mean, anyway, why, why does it matter? It really doesn't, but I don't know. Sometimes just that will kind of give you some clues as to what you might expect in the mm. uh, in the taste. You could, but there's old granddad. Who cares how old that is? You know? I don't know. There was a big battle on Twitter the other day about age statements, and I just feel like it's something kind of ridiculous that it's like this old curmudgeon thing people are holding on to. I mean, I'm a big fan of the art of the blend anyway. Mm-hmm. I really don't care what age it is. I just care if it tastes good. If it tastes good, fantastic. Good. I think I see, I see it more in scotch, though, than American whiskey. Oh, I mean, no. you do get the bourbon, the white bourbon dudes are infuriated <laughs> when there's no age statement. If they're the same that drink like 120 proof whiskey out of fucking Glencairn glasses and say you're a pussy if you if you add ice. <laughs> Fuck yourself, idiots. I mean, it, 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 I mean, when I sell American whiskey, I mean, it lends to the selling line, I guess, but I, I don't find it to be a make or break thing, honestly. You know, because I've it's sold, I can better. sell, I can sell Balcones from now till the cows come home. Yes. And it's two, three years old at the most. So, I mean, That's exactly my point. You yeah. know, yeah. I think the, the more old curmudgeon guys that I deal with in sales are on the scotch side where they're like, well, if oh. it doesn't have 12, if it doesn't have 12 in the bottle, I'm not fucking buying it. They're all you know? the ones that won't do blended single malts. It's like, do you even oh, know yeah. what on, you're man. doing? Like what you're drinking? You're doing it wrong. Some of the best whiskeys in the world are literally, blends. literally. Yeah. Also, just stop it. If you like how it tastes, that makes it good. That's yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not, uh, who cares what's on the label? You yeah. know, I don't care. It's ridiculous. Things can get put on a label that are bullshit, even though the restrictions on labels are supposedly so tight. You know, it, it's who cares? Just if it tastes good to you, then it's a really great whiskey for you. If it tastes good. And guess what? We've talked about this too. Like some of the best minds in this industry are master blenders. That's so, right. Absolutely. I mean, they are. Sometimes oh, it takes more, you know, it takes more of a mind to do course, that. It's much more difficult to blend yes. something and keep it consistent and find amazing flavors than it is to say, well, we're just going to mingle these barrels and, you know, do our usual thing and use the computers to determine, yes, this is what it should taste like. Let's bottle it. Far more uh, challenging and takes more creativity and experience and knowledge to blend. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. On that note. How would you sailor? I'm drinking Glenfiddich 12. I just needed something. I had a rough day today. <laughs> really rough day. <laughs> so I came home. No, I wanted a warm, fuzzy blanket. And that is my Glenfiddich 12. It's That's just a warm, fuzzy blanket. It is. It's, yeah. it's also, I needed something a little light tonight as well. Um, I ate too much food. I shut like, I ate in like five seconds without breathing. And that, you know, that makes you feel so full, even though it wasn't heavy. So I was like, I just need something light. And that's going to have, you know, really nice flavor and be really comforting and cozy and that, that, you know. And you're also getting to talk to us. That's true. Now my night is so much. This is the real warm, cozy blanket right here. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That has been very true many times. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. So I'm I'm still just a huge fan of this. And um, it's so funny. I, I came across a post, um, like Facebook book did the memory thing, um, from back when I started my scotch journey, like hardcore, when I was uh, having to work with it professionally. And I think how far I've come now. And uh, I still find, I find myself drinking much more scotch than American whiskey. Interesting. Which is, yeah, really. It could also be that I, you know, I work with American whiskey for my job every day, but um I don't know. I think it's still just a new, exciting category for me. So even though it's been like how many years, I still think it's really exciting. And there's still so much. There's so much to uh, to try. So yeah. Yeah, I just had a scotch the other uh, day. It was um, one that my my father in law had brought back from his trip to Scotland. 
uh, a couple of years ago. It was Old Pultani. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Old who? It, old P- yeah. Pultani, 17-year scotch. Pultani or something like that. Old yeah. Pultani or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was good, but it was still a scotch. But what does that mean? Was it <laughs> was it peated? It, it means... No, I don't think it's for this is from um I looked up the distillery. It's at like the probably like the most northernmost point in uh Great Britain, way up there in the top of Scotland. Um so I'm not sure what area that's considered. But hmm, I don't think high, it, it's a high it's still the Highlands. It's but, the Highlands. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. not peaty at all, but no what I found is no matter what scotch you give me there's always the same lingering flavor note in the background that I'm just kind of, mm. you Not don't really... like malted bar- barley then. Cause that's oh, maybe that's, that's it. what it is. It's malted barley. Okay. I don't think there would be any other component you wouldn't like because you're a whiskey drinker. It would, yeah. it would just have to be that you just don't care for, for malts. That's I'm going to have to send you some stuff, man. That's, I was you. thinking that, but Five if he really bottles. doesn't like the malt flavor, we might just not get it. Like I, like IPAs, you can send me the literally the best and most expensive IPA on the planet, and I can't drink it. There's something yeah, about like, that flavor. In the history of the show, how many we can count on less than one hand the amount of scotch that Ed has has had? That's I mean, true. monkey shoulder, yeah, monkey I mean, shoulder. I've tried Lafroy yeah. Ten, which was oh god, no, which Why was you, uh, don't start there. Hor- horrendous. I want to say traumatizing. That was the word I was. <laughs> we call it traumatizing. Traumatizing is a better word if you're not yeah, used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And that's that? true. We should get him some Glen Morangi. Glen Morangi or the Glen Moray that you had, maybe. Oh, yeah. And the Glen Farkless. It's super light. Yeah. You might like okay. the Glen Farkless. All right. We're going to we're gonna um, hook you up on your scotch journey. Sweet. About that. Awesome. Well, by the way, I just looked up that distillery and I know exactly what you're talking about. I just didn't, didn't remember it, but it's, oh my God, it's in the most beautiful location. God, I miss traveling. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, Anywho. since we're here to get our jingle on, uh, Matt, <laughs> do you want to uh, get us started off since it was your fabulous idea? Let's do it. So... We drew names out of a hat. For Wasn't this. that fun how I did it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was very honest about it, too. I was yes. like, how yes. can I do this since there's only three of us? And I'm, you know, obviously we're virtual. And so, yeah. <laughs> yes. Very smart, Sailor. And uh, so we're going to start with you, actually. And you okay. had your Secret Santa album. and For Ed. Who- for Ed, yes. Yes, yes. I gave, um, so I was trying to think of what, what would, I wanted to do something that I was pretty sure whoever I got has never heard of. So I kind of reached back into my days of when I had my label and touring company in Europe and thought I'm going to pick one of my old favorite hardcore metalcore bands. And so that's exactly what I did. I was pretty sure Ed wouldn't have heard of them. Although you never know. So for him, I chose under oath and, um, I used to know these guys and, um, they are just fun. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. They, um, they went through a really interesting transformation with their music. And that was just really kind of indicative of the time, you know, a lot of these bands went from kind of what was like hard. Again, all of these terms have changed um, since, but um, they they turned into kind of a newer type of, I guess you would call them metalcore. I can't even remember what all the sub 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 genres were called at the time. No, they weren't. No, they weren't really a screamo band. Um, screamo. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call them a screamo band. But anyway, um, I just thought it was interesting. There, you could. See their maturity through their music and so um i chose under oath they're only chasing safety um because of the time frame that's when i was listening to them and uh so matt have you heard of them 
I have heard of them, yes. Okay. I've heard uh, of them. Okay. But you're not familiar with their music? I might have heard some of their stuff, but I nothing that I've sat down or have on my phone or anything like that. Okay. So before, yeah. Ed, you tell me what you thought of this and, and how this went down for you. I'm going to just play a clip. So that was down, set, go. So, Ed, <clears throat> give it to me. First all right. of all, had you ever heard of them? First of all, I have heard of them. Oh, okay. They, um, I don't, can't say that I've ever heard their music before, but I did recognize the name. They used to be okay. kind of grouped in with the Christian metal bands back in the day. Um, and the, the name is under... Under oath, like one word, not two words. Under mm -hmm. oath is just under oath. Yeah. Um, and I was really shocked when you gave me a newer, quote unquote, newer band, meaning like <laughs> not from 2000. the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I figured you would have. I was like, what could I possibly give him from back then? Because that's our time. Yeah. Interesting. I did a little bit of research on them. Uh, so they're from Tampa, Florida. Um, originally, which is happens to be where I was born. Um, and they are a Grammy-winning band. They won a Grammy for Best Metal Performance in 2019, just very recently, actually, yeah. um, for the song On My Teeth. And I went and watched that video. That was actually pretty decent. And they had Best Music Video in 2007 for Writing on the Wall. So, that said... Um, under oath. <laughs> what what surprised me? I, the first thing um, I wondered when I started listening to this was <laughs> I don't know I I I, I don't want to be too harsh, but maybe I should. Don't give a shit. Be harsh. Be whatever. First thing I thought was, does Sailor really hate me, or <laughs> is she punking me here? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Did you forget who you were picking an album for? No. Because uh, honestly, this was probably the <laughs> toughest thing I've had to listen to since Slipknot. Wait, what about Slayer? Uh, Wasn't that long ago? I said Slayer I've listened to a long time ago. I mean, the toughest thing Yeah, but you hated Slipknot. Slayer. You yeah. hated it. You said you had to drink... And remember, church. I also said that Slipknot took Slayer's place on oh, the, the very far end of the Edometer. <laughs> so now this took the place of Slipknot? No, no, no. This, oh, okay. this is kind of like maybe would slot in Under Oath Slayer than Damn. But, uh, Damn. yeah. So the distorted vocals... I just, there's, to me, there are two cardinal rules in distorted vocals. Number one, you don't overuse said vocals. And number two, being unintelligible. And both of those, I thought they were overused and they were completely unintelligible. I couldn't understand what he was saying. And I'm thinking, if you spend all this time writing this music, writing these lyrics, why don't you want people to hear them? Was what I was thinking. Um, it took me probably 48 hours to get through the album. <laughs> I would play a song. You didn't have to listen to the whole album it's, if you didn't like it's it. It's not 48 hours long. I'm supposed to listen to it. I'll get through it. I got through it. So I'm sorry. I feel bad now. I, at first, I thought you were you were trying to punk me, but now I, I <laughs> so I feel Never like it's like you. that, you know, you get that sweater, you open up and you want to like <laughs> pretend like you really like it. 
Don't pretend, Jesus. Yeah. I was anyway. not picking something that, look, first of all, I didn't pick something thinking he's going to love this or hate this. I okay. just picked something that I, I went back to this time period because I'm familiar with the music in this time period. And I was fairly certain you wouldn't know most of these bands I would pick from back then. Yeah. And I actually, I used to like, I used to like this band, what they sounded like in 2019 versus 2004, two totally different things, by the way. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was just a time and a place for me. And I, I, that music was fun back then. Um, but, I forgot yeah, this, they were a Christian metalcore band. Honestly, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. It can't, they also kind of remind me of um, like a little bit like bullet for my Valentine which is another one of their contemporaries, um, which actually I think is a little better. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, well, yeah. that was your Christmas so, present. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Sorry you hated it. <laughs> oh, any last remarks about the terrible present I gave you? Any last remarks? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I probably won't be listening to any more of it. <laughs> Does it remind you of that sip of Lafroy you had? Um, yeah, that's a that would have been my pairing, probably, <laughs> if I had to pair a whiskey with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then, my friends. Um, on Ed's advice, do not go listen to Under Oath. <laughs> Jeez. Brutal. So, okay. sorry. That's my... Right. Don't apologize. Honest with feelings. No, yeah, don't apologize. This is what this show is all about. It's about... Literally. Battling. Criticism. You guys always make me... Well, usually make me be the one that shits all over everything. So it's about time someone else is shitting on something other than me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. We need to share the, the shit duty every now and then. Yes, we do. Um. Okay. All right. Next up, Matt, you gave me an album to listen to that I had never heard of, the band. Y yes, I did. And uh, I will say, Ed, I would say that for all of your issues with distorted vocals, that is not an issue for the album I gave Sailor. Okay. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not an issue at all. So the album I chose for Sailor uh, is by a little band called animals as leaders. And uh, it is their self-titled album from 2009. Um, this is a three piece, three piece progressive metal, uh, progressive instrumental uh, band. Hmm. Uh, so going back to my point of, you know, vocals are not an issue with this band. So I did give sailor a couple options. Uh, and I'm kind of happy she chose this one because this is a band that I was introduced to a number of years ago. And I'm not big on the instrumental. Like I find it very hard for myself to sit down and listen to an album and find everything I like in an album without some form of lyrics on the album. Um, I feel like there wouldn't be a lot of ebbs and flows, but this is an album that has a ton of ebbs and flows. Um, and you know, it's post 1995. So I figured sailor hadn't heard it. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was interesting and different enough, although it is a metal genre that, uh, you know, might pique sailors interest a little bit, although I am very curious to hear what she has to say, uh, about this particular album. Okay. So if you don't know um, Animals as Leaders, I'm going to play a clip for you called Kafo, right, Matt? Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so when I I was surprised that it was this, first of all, 
because it came from you. I was surprised that it was just instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing I thought when I listened to it was, oh, Robin would love this. <laughs> Robin <laughs> loves instrumental. Like, that's his favorite thing is bands with no vocals. As a matter of fact, when we were first dating, I made him a playlist because it's still my jam. That's how I woo the dudes back when I used to be like, <laughs> make the best tape mixtapes. <laughs> so I still do that. Well, did that. And I made him a, a mixtape and he responds with, wow, I was surprised that they were all so, you know, there were so many vocals. <laughs> like, what a, what a fucking weird so As opposed to what? I know, that's why yeah. I was like, as opposed to what? You want me to send you a fucking symphony? Like, what What are we talking about here? And for the, hey, for the much younger <laughs> listeners, it was a lot of fucking work to make a mixtape on a cassette. A it's not, it's not like it is now. Work. You make your Spotify playlist and you send Hell it. It's no. like, no, like hours and shit. Yes. Days. Excuse me. Day, well, day, I'm sorry. I'm because sorry. You're days. telling a story. Yeah. So you're telling a, there's intention and everything. And it's you a have concept to, album. It yes. is a concept album. You had to make sure you like the, the lyrics. What if the lyrics said somewhere, I love you in them? Like, oh shit, it's too early for that. I can't do that one. Even <laughs> yeah. though that song, like you had to make sure you knew every single word that was said. And yeah, it had and to have interpret it the wrong way. You want yes. them to interpret yeah. the right way. Exactly. Yes. You, you know, like, are you trying to make like a sexy mixtape? You know, it's. <laughs> Wait, where do you, there was also the breakup mixtapes. I was very good at those. There was some that were like, you know, it was a lot of Slayer and shit. Because I was like, fuck you. Um, and some were like, I'm so sorry. I'm letting you down the easy way with a mixtape. <laughs> I've changed my phone number. Back when you could do that shit, <laughs> people couldn't find you. <laughs> or my family has moved me to Oklahoma and you'll never see me again. Here's a mixtape. Um, <laughs> those things actually happened. Uh, so, okay, <laughs> let's talk about this band. So, um, yeah, I was very surprised. Um, I actually know of one of the guys in this band. I met him in person a few times a million years ago, but um, uh, he is incredibly talented, um, Tosin Abasi, um, and was in uh he played in darkest hour as well um he's incredibly talented these guys are really super talented they also went on a really interesting shift because i went and did a little research on them much like a lot of the bands um that they have been inspired by um because they came well this this band came much later um but i can hear all of the influences from bands like one of the bands is under oath and like dillinger escape plan bands like that i back in the day we probably would have referred to this as math core um math core uh i was like how the fuck do i explain math core well i guess when we came up with it we were like it sounds like a math problem like you're trying to figure out what you're listening to not just bad you're just trying to figure it out right so when i look it up this is the, the like Great example. I found one on um, the internet that says um, mathcore bands that emphasize complex and fluctuant rhythms through the use of irregular time signatures, polymeters, syncopations, and tempo changes. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, this, this is what, and, and also by the way, has a lot of um, like jazziness to it. And that like freeform jazz, these guys are totally that. Um, I this is not something that I would listen to all the time. Um, I don't know even know if I would listen to it at all, but it's very impressive. And especially because I hadn't heard of these guys. Um, and they're very, very good at what they do. I was really, really super impressed with not only their technical skills, I mean they're insane musicians. Um and, but then I went and listened to a little bit more. And like how they've changed most recently, specifically, um, but yeah, there's a definite connection between them and Under Oath, which I find very interesting. <laughs> we we had no idea, um, but yeah, super. I mean, they're way better in my opinion. Animals as leader are uh, really, 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 um, really amazing band, and uh, super impressed. But not like something a- I listen to. Like the, the the phrase, I'm going to go back to it, just the ebbs and flows of an album and for them to be purely instrumental and keep me interested for an hour, you know, and 
you know, there's there's similarities between all the songs on that album, but they're they're different enough where it's like, okay, I haven't heard that yet. You know, they're doing that with the guitar, you know. Yeah. That drum fill is so different than anything I've heard on any of the previous songs. Like they they tell a great story without lyrics. And to me, that's just fucking amazing. It's very amazing. Yeah. I also think that like I think this has a lot to do with why you listen to music. And these days I'm listening to music to either relax or I need to rock out and like keep my spirits up and, and like keep working. Um, I have to think when I listen to this and I, and I, I just don't believe that I need that right now, which is probably why I say I wouldn't listen to this because it's intriguing and I just need something to take me away not intrigue me. Um, yes. But you're absolutely right. Like it can absolutely hold your attention and um, you're on a journey for sure. Um, and like, I just really impressed with the musicianship of this band is really, really impressive. So yeah, it was a really interesting pick and I'm, it was nice to be turned on to something that I knew nothing about. That was really super good. That was quality. So thanks. Awesome. Okay. So we've well, had one good. We've had one bad. Uh oh. So what did you give Matt? Narrows it down a bit. Here, <laughs> um, obviously, I gifted an album to Matt. Um, this is a band that I know for a fact he's heard of before, but okay. I took a chance on the fact that he had never actually heard this album before, and it appears I was correct. Um, the band is Poison, which most people have heard of. They're more mostly familiar with their work in the 80s, but this is getting into the early 90s. They released an album called Native Tongue in 1993, and this is the first album they released when um, right after C.C. DeVille departed the band for, you know, his, went into rehab and, and tried to straighten his life out. Um, and they took on this guitarist, Richie Kotzen. Um, and so this album has a very different sound to it. It's different writing. It's different it's got a more, um, I would call maybe more a bluesy tone in a lot of the, the songs, because uh, I think that's more Richie's style. Um, so, but I won't say too much more about it. Um, just I accept that this is an album that I've list, listened to. I don't know. I, I don't even know how many times. It's just I used to listen to it a lot back in the day. So wait, can I um, ask a question before yeah. Matt gives his? I'm curious why you gave Matt something that is so it's so possible that he knew already. What was your thinking? My thinking was this is not one of their better known albums, although I think it's probably in my opinion it's it's one of their best albums um in a lot of ways. Now I think their best album in my opinion is Flesh and Blood which came right before that which was CC's last um album with them before you know going off to rehab and then coming back later but um did you remember yeah. if he liked poison or not before you gave no i had no okay. <laughs> clue as to what his thoughts were on the band um i'm assuming he's just heard a few of the hits back from the 80s like nothing but a good time and maybe look what the cat dragged in stuff like that but this is a uh, takes a little more serious tone for the most part. Um, I think they started making that transition and writing with Flesh and Blood in 1990. They started writing, you know, songs like Something to Believe in, uh, which has a more less of a party song and more of a serious song. But uh, yeah, I'm just curious to see what Matt thinks about it. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm First making an assumption that I know what you're going to say or what your feelings might be, but I could be totally wrong. First of all, Ed, <clears throat> mm -hmm. I am so incredibly happy that you gave me this album. Oh. First of all. Yes, I, I am Whoa. because this is not the, you're correct in my uh, knowledge of poison and my experience with them. You are correct on that assumption. So, okay. I, I give you credit for that. 
but this is not your, you know, your older brother's poison. This is a different band. It's mm-hmm. a different band. Uh, in a lot of ways, knowing the CC stuff uh, and knowing Richie Kotz or Kotzen or however you say his name, this is more, this is a big influence from him, a huge influence. You don't really see that too often when somebody comes in. Um, they're more of a hired sort of just replacement for the guy that had been a brother to these guys, you know, for so many years and so many albums, but you can hear a huge amount of influence from him on this album. Mm -hmm. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, That being said, you know, I made an interesting parallel here because if you had seen some of my Instagram posts for the last couple of weeks, I've been watching a lot of James Bond movies and golden eye is one of my favorites. And there's a line at the beginning of that movie where uh, M played by the great Dame Judy Dench Mm -hmm. brings Pierce Brosnan into her office about to give him the mission. She sits him down and she pretty much lays a law down on him saying that I'm not like my predecessor who was a man. And she says, uh, you know, you're to me, you're a a, um, chauvinist pig and you're a relic of the Cold War. And I feel like that's me sitting in that chair talking to poison. Like you're in 1993 now and you can't make an album like you used to make it. The whole landscape of music has changed in the last five, 10 years. So what do you got? And this is very interesting because there are so many things that I do like about this album. And there's so many things that I fucking hate about this album. So it is more mature. There's a lot of subject matter in this album that I was going through some of the lyrics of some of the songs and it holds up today. You know, some of the things that they're singing about holds up today with everything that's going on and the kind of climate that we're in right now. On the other side of that, Brett Michaels vocals changed. He's not singing the same. Uh, It's a band that's kind of reaching right now. This album at the time, is kind of in its own little bubble and time warp. Like there's nothing quite like it at the time. Like they got one foot still back there in 1988 and they're trying to kind of find something over here in 1993. So it's just a weird album for me, but I like it. Can we play you know? a clip real quick for those yes, that play a clip, have please. not heard of it? Yeah. You know you got to stay I really love the way this this album opens up. Do you have any feelings on how the the open the way it opens? Well, I feel like they were trying to make a statement with a lot of the first songs on this album because I felt they were different from the latter songs on the Mm -hmm. album because I felt like they were they were a little bit more mature on the first half of the album, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, they're trying to go back to at least lyrically like old poison there, you know. Yeah, yeah, one like um, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Body talk, which is kind of a throwback. Yeah, and uh, I think that was that's that, and um, is probably the weakest one of the weakest songs on here. Um, yeah, I think that probably to me the low points of this album are probably the same as yours, but I think it. Uh, so what I'm curious, what do you I like? Uh, so I'm, I'm 50, 50 on like, honestly, yeah. like I'm 50, 50. Okay. I like it. I like it because they're trying, but I don't like it because they're trying too much. If that makes any sense, you know? Okay. Like yeah. they tried, they tried, but they came up way short. Like they, they had no idea about what was going on around them at that time as far as musically goes. Cause I think that this is, like I said, it's in its own little bubble, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it sounds, first of all, 
I just think Brett Michaels is so cheesy. I can't get past the cheesiness. And I thought he was cheesy back when I was rocking out to all that shit in the 80s. I, I mean, it's what it sounded like at the time, and it would be cool. And to, But I, I wasn't like big Poison fan. But he's so freaking cheesy. That made it so hard for me to get past <laughs> his cheesiness. You got to take a stand. Oh, shut up. Oh, I can't. It's too, oh, it's too much. It's like that rock bubble gum that just kills me. He's got um, a little twang in his voice, too. Yeah, know. what the fuck is Good that? that. Come on. Yeah. You're from fucking Pennsylvania. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that they needed to move on past. Obviously, they needed to move on past the garbage from the 80s. But you're right. This is a weird album for them. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, I had never heard this album either. Um, good job, Ed. But um, wait, so can I play Body Talk real quick? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to hear it since you guys, you and you said it's like more a nod to their old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, let me play a piece. <laughs> I cannot do it. Like, I cannot do it. What the way you do? Like, oh God, he sounds like a like a cruise ship singer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot handle it. No, no. I mean, for me, I mean, it's coming from someone who has more experience. You know, thanks to you know Rumder Woman twenty four seven with Brett Michaels' uh, reality show antics than his actual music <laughs> career. But so, okay. Um, I yeah. watched, I watched, um, what the hell was this show called? Rock of Love. Rock of Love. Because yeah. there was a girl, a friend, old, old friend of mine who got on the show. And I was like, oh, wow. I wanted to, I was like, I, for me, I wanted to know everything, like, cause of course it's all bullshit. And I was just so curious about the, like, how they orchestrate all this nonsense and make people think it's like actually, like, he's really gonna date these girls. But, I was so curious about all of that. So I watched it and it's like the train wreck. You can't look away from and You're like, don't look at it. For exactly. So yes. But you keep looking at it. And I was just like, no, come on. First of all, he's a washed up musician and all these girls were so young. I'm like, how do they even know who the fuck he is? First of all. And second of all, why are they all going to want to date some like older washed up musician? But anyway, um, what was the one with Flavor Flav? That was a similar thing. Oh, that was my same idea too. <laughs> it, oh was my same it was the same concept. Yeah. 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 That one chick became, yeah, but remember when he was dating what's her face? The the ex uh, girlfriend of Sylvester Stallone. Oh, what's Bridget Nielsen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Talk about an odd moves. couple. Oh, oh my, gosh. my God. But <laughs> what I would have thrown millions of dollars at them to put them on camera. Are you kidding me? That was another thing. I could, I was obsessed with watch, watching the two of them and going, are they real people? Like, are they even real people? You know? Um, but oh my God, Brett Michaels, he is just, he's the cheesiest of the cheese. He really is. It's, it's, oh my God, I can't handle it. And I feel like he doesn't have the same, like, badass credibility as all the other guys. Like, maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, but he hasn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have, like, he doesn't have the resume of, like, a Vince Neil or, like, you know, no, he well, didn't I, drunk I, drive I, kill anybody. Or, well, okay, yeah, I don't think I don't think he's a. <laughs> well, I mean, that was just the first name that came up in my head. Yeah, but, I think I mean yeah. Vince Neil's a piece of shit as a human being. I think from from you know it seems that Brett Michaels is actually a good guy. I mean, he's also survived um, a brain aneurysm, so good for him. That's and true. Not only that, but he's you know diabetes and he's collapsed exactly. on stage before, and yeah, he's had some rough times. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that makes him that makes him more of a badass than any of these other idiots. But his the cheesiness of his vocals is just too much for me. And then when they do like, okay, listen, listen to this. Like this is what it's the like, nah, 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 nah. you know, it's like minstrel music. <laughs> I mean, and they're still doing the like the horse whinnying. 
<laughs> no dude. No dudes. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like he's on he's gotta be on stage with a top hat and a cane. Like yatatara. <laughs> nope. Nope. Well that was, that was an interesting choice, Ed. And I'm sorry I'm shitting all over this album that you like. <laughs> sorry. I think it's just because I don't like the sound of his voice. I didn't completely shit on it. It just to me, it's a very interesting slice. It is. Yeah, this is kind of almost exactly yeah. the response I expected of of you. I knew that there would be some aspects to it that you didn't like. That that's pretty much a given because of the band and the and the uh, and the time period. But I knew there was there was some substance there that you would like. You know. Yeah, trying to look at the big picture too. So I mean. To yeah. me, it's an oddity among, you know, every everything else that's going on at the time. So, so I All think right. you're brave because you don't remember how much he hated Poison and how angry he got when we called it heavy metal. Like Matt was almost flipping. No, his that, was Def that was Def Leppard. Poison too. Poison too. Uh, okay. Neither. Neither are heavy metal. He hates poison. That's why I'm surprised. I was so like, oh my God, you're brave when I <laughs> <laughs> good thing you picked this album though, apparently. <laughs> yes. <And> this yeah. <laughs> try to yeah, look yeah, I get exactly it's it not it's not the typical poison, so I feared why not try it? No, it's not, but it's still garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Bada bing. And All right, you're just getting me back for uh, hating on under oath. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, if you don't have CC Deville in Poison, like it's not even Poison because I'm that was sorry. Another thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying anything about his musical abilities versus the the replacements musical. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the personality because Poison was a personality band. It's not like these are like. Yeah incredible musicians that were blowing people away, you know, with their musicianship. Yeah, it was all about the personalities and the stage show and the characters. Yeah. It Richie was Katzen, like a, he was a piece of crap anyway, because he ended up stealing. I think it was at uh, Brent Michael's girlfriend at the time. Oh, that's uh, Bobby, yeah. Bobby doll. Yeah. No, uh, Ricky rocket. Oh, was it Ricky rocket's girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Poor cool. Ricky. Yeah. Poor Ricky. What a douchebag. They were like like CC and Brett on like a kind of a lighter scale where like Joe and Steven Tyler. Like they were that kind of like Oh, absolutely. You know, that one two mm-hmm. punch that it's yeah. just once the, one of yeah. them left, it just wasn't the same. Yeah. So speaking of reality together, shows, so. did you did you watch um oh god, why don't I ever remember the names of these things? It was the house where all the celebrities had to be in the house together. The hell was that called? Big brother. No, it was like Big Brother. Yeah. Um, oh, he was I so freaking funny. The Surreal Life. Sorry, that's Surreal all Life. The Surreal yeah. Life. Okay. He is. I when I was I was I tuned in because I heard it was him. C. C. Like, Deville. Yeah. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. gonna be on oh, it. Oh, he's hysterical. I've seen. He him missed like- his calling. Seriously, <laughs> he could have been a comedian. He is a he's riot. A oh, he was. And the funny thing was, is that he was definitely he he definitely plays his role well, playing like the dumb, like you know, kind of goofy New York guy. When he's definitely not. I mean, the way he was kind of sitting back and just watching all the other people be ridiculous, and then like his comments on things, I was like peeing my pants. He is so funny, so funny. If you can find old clips of that, I'm I gonna have to go back that. and look for that. I, you should. I just barely remember that show. You you really should. I think was he on the one with ice, ice vanilla ice? Oh, oh god. Gosh. Okay, wait. So hold on. I just pulled it up. Okay, so the season. So the first one. Oh, the first one was I didn't watch. It had Vince Neil and Corey Feldman. I was like, Get uh, oh wow. Oh my god. <laughs> Watching Corey Feldman it's is surreal painful. indeed. Um, season two, I wasn't into. It was Eric Estrada. Oh, that was the one with. Oh no, no, no! This was the good one because it was Tammy Faye, Ron Jeremy, <laughs> Vanilla Ice, and <laughs> Eric Estrada. Um, <laughs> wow! And Tammy, that's when Tammy Faye, like that, cha- that show changed her life. That was um, yeah. 2004 because that's when she 
was she left well, Jim and he got put Jim was in prison. She, she also him. realized that um, her like her gay hate was wrong and embraced the LGBTQ community. Like, I mean, no joke. Like it yeah. literally changed her life. It was pretty amazing. Um, then, okay. Which one was he on? Oh my God. There were so many of these. So, okay. Season three was flavor Flav and Brigitte Nielsen <laughs> and Charo and Charo. Bringing it back around. What the fuck is going yeah. on here? Poor Charo. Um, where the hell is the one with, um, was, am I wrong? Maybe it was another. No, no, no. I'm right. It's season six. So he's on with Alexis Arquette. Oh, rest in peace. Florence Henderson. Oh, Tawny wow. Katane. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Florence yeah. Henderson. Tawny Katane. I put these names out of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And, and Florence Henderson was, at that point, she was the um, house therapist. So, Yeah. Um, Actually, I, I, might have to, I might have to YouTube that because, like, I'm thinking yeah. Florence Henderson and CC Deville, like, yes, and know, a, that well, seems Alexa, like a good dynamic. Tony Katane, Tony Katane, did not help her to do that show. Some no. of these people, it really helped them, and some people, it hurt them. She yeah. is a basket case. And so <laughs> in the show. I just remember some people should just be seen posing on White Snake's car. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Yes. Or being in a, what movie was she in? The scary movie she was in. Oh man. Um, yeah. It, this, this I think this probably screwed her completely. I don't know what she's doing nowadays, but um yeah, she was in a scary movie, remember? What scary movie was that? Was it called Scary Movie? Was that that parody? Oh, she- legit horror movie which board it came out in 1986 which oh, okay board? you don't remember that i the name that? rings a bell but of course i've never seen it <laughs> i think why would i watch a movie see it unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there was a witch board too even i don't think i think it went straight to video though um yeah so uh, definitely definitely please um you guys we should actually make this a Homework assignment. I'll rewatch the season. Season six that came out in oh, 2006 of um, this real life with CC DeVille. Hey, you know what we should do? I know we're on different time zones, but maybe during the weekend, there's a website called Watch Together. <gasps> you can do, we can get together for like a watch party. Really? And do like a MST3K style. <laughs> do it. Let's do it. I love it. Let's do it. Yes. I'm into it. All right. Cool. Done. Okay, well, listeners, that's your homework, too, so that you'll know what the fuck we're talking about for our next show, which won't be about hair metal bands. <laughs> <laughs> Although we did touch on the subject. We did, right? right? And technically, if we're going to be talking about Cece DeVille's performance on This Real Life and Tawny Katane, who is married to a hair metal guy, we're still in the hair metal world <laughs> it, could, it could work right sure it's true yeah okay and i'm sure we'll touch on poison at some point oh lord have mercy <laughs> <laughs> i smell an album battle My oh, thought shit. um all right well that's all i got all right that's it i'm ready to go um put a little kick in my cocoa for Christmas. Okay, you're that's your cue, Matt. By the way. <laughs> what? I said that's your cue, Matt. No, what's what Sailor said? I didn't hear what she said. It was Mrs. Doubtfire reference. Oh, <laughs> oh man, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. That one completely missed me. I have to watch it all the time because it was my little sister's favorite movie when she was a kid. So then when my niece was old enough to appreciate it, every time she came over, she'd asked to watch it and I would watch it happily with her. And now it's, she'll watch it like three times in a row every time she comes over. So it's, it's kind of her comfort movie now. Which is Hopefully that's, that, that's one movie. And I have my short list, like don't remake it. Just leave oh, it. Hell please. no. Cause don't. nobody, there is nobody on this earth. No. That can do what Ron Williams yep. can do. Yep. You know what that means? So just that leave means it alone. Remake it. it also would be super fucking weird and inappropriate now. Like well, it was it, well, just in the right space that it, 
you didn't really think about like the fact that yeah. this woman's ex-husband dressed up in drag and is like infiltrating her house. Like, Without doing the super deep it. dive on it, I'm just yeah, talking exactly. on the surface. Yeah. Yes. This That's is why true. Nobody is Robin Williams, okay? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. It works. It yes. works the way it works because it works. So, and yes. there are so many quotable lines in them. Oh my God. For the longest time, my, my roommate and I would always say like, I don't know if you guys remember the gay brother when he said, Ron Williams knocks on his door and they're both makeup artists. And he says, yeah. the gay brother and his husband and says, I need to be a woman. He's like, Oh honey, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they're trying out all the outfits and they do the, they're like, Oh look, we have a nice thing going on here. And then like, you look, she's like, oh, I look like someone. He goes, you look like her mother. Just, <laughs> that movie kills me. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> also, watch Mrs. Doubtfire. It's really yes. funny. Still, it's very funny. Still very funny, yes. All right, so we're done. We're that done. Was our third, that was our third annual Christmas episode. Happy That's holidays. So- Happy holidays, yes. Happy holidays. Cheers. Cheers to a better year. Yes. As we close the book on 2020 and we look forward to 2021, uh, it'll be season three, I guess, right? We're going to open up a new season. We're going to come out of the gates. Three or four? I guess. No, season. Who knows? Who knows? It's a new season. So, yeah. We're going to hit it hot and heavy. Um, you know, we have YouTube now. We have, we're putting a lot more time into YouTube. So mm-hmm. we want to thank everyone for listening and watching. And we hope you continue to do so. You can find us on all social media platforms Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey. You can find us on Twitter at Metal Whiskey. As well, we have a super cool Facebook group. You can ask to join Spirit of Rock Podcast Network home of a lot of great content. Uh, you can find us individually on Instagram at the whiskey obsessor. That is whiskey. Save the E sailor. I'm sailor retro. You can find me everywhere. And they can find me on Instagram at urban geek. Just like it says right there. Except the listeners can't see that shit, but the viewers can. <laughs> So there. And hey, listeners and viewers, if you love us or even just like us, please hit that subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss another episode. And uh, it helps us out if you also give us a review. Um, so, and that really does matter to us. It helps us in the rankings and it doesn't cost you anything. Don't give us a bad review. I'll find you. <laughs> and of course, tune in next time where we will be back in 2021 with another episode of metal rock and whiskey yeah and you know what i worked very hard to prepare this one the final one of 2020 fuck you 2020 bye yes i love you more